It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After a poor showing in week one, how concerned should the Carolina Panthers be about its receiving core? We'll talk about it right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays, like today, I answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions throughout the Panthers' regular season. Either at me or DM me to get in on the action for next week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical. The Carolina Panthers are still licking their wounds following a 24-10 loss to the Atlanta Falcons in the week one opener in Atlanta on Sunday, but there are going to be better days. And I encourage everyone to smile, be happy football's back, and to please just don't be so doggone miserable because a lot of y'all I have seen and interacted with over the last couple days are already just in the dumps about the season starting. You didn't lose your quarterback. The New York Jets were on hard knocks. They have an excellent defense, a team that is built to win way more than the Panthers have, and they had Aaron Rodgers, and they lost him after four snaps. It can always be worse. Certainly, it can always be worse. So please, have a little bit of perspective when looking around the rest of the league, looking at this team, and seeing how things worked out in week one. And I've been telling you all this for the last two full seasons I've been doing the podcast. It's a week-to-week league. You look like crap one week, you can look great the next week. You can look like man one week, you can look better than man the next week. Just take a deep breath. It's a long way to go. And I always say this. I do not understand how you sickos can love football as much as you do and then act this freaking miserable after one week. And we'll get to that later on because I had someone point out just how awful some of y'all have been over the last couple of days. But it's weekly wins a mailbag and you're here to not hear me rant. You're here to hear me answer your questions. So we'll start off with James who has concerns about the wide receivers and the cornerbacks, which was a, uh, a a common theme that I got here going on right now with the show as we open up today. He says, why does it seem our Panthers, no matter the coach or GM, appear to be content with the wide receiver and cornerback groups? This is frustrating. In my opinion, these two groups are average at best. Side note, I've given up hope that JC will ever be healthy enough to play a full season. What say you? Now I'll get to the JC Horn 
uh, piece of this a little bit later here on the show. Someone asked about JC, and I'll answer that later. But as far as the wide receiver and cornerback group, I'm going to say I don't think it's very fair to say that they were necessarily content at corner. Like, what were you expecting them to do? Dante Jackson, he's a starter under contract. He's coming off an Achilles, played all but one snap on Sunday. That's a great sign. But Dante Jackson, if healthy, is a starting corner. J.C. Horn, also coming off of an injury, less serious, if healthy, is one of your starting corners. So they brought back their two starting corners. C.J. Henderson, former first-round pick, top 10 pick. They traded for him. They talked about that was a move for the future. He was not going anywhere. Now, Keith Taylor, they decided to move off of him. They brought in Troy Hill late into the process. You maybe would have liked to have seen him brought in during OTAs and mandatory minicamp and haven't been here throughout training camp in the offseason, but he has experience in this system, and I expect him to be starting moving forward in place of J.C. Horn, who's expected to miss a couple weeks, according to ESPN.com's Jeremy Fowler. So at corner, I don't know what you really could have expected the Carolina Panthers to do. They were bringing back two starters, Another veteran who is going to be back there as a backup and another player who they end up cutting, Keith Taylor, who also had experience as a backup. I don't know what you could have thought they were going to do. Now, wide receiver, I agree with you that the wide receiver group is average at best. I don't even think it's average. I think it's below average. And I've been saying this for months that it was not going to be a very good group. That it was going to leave you wanting more every single Sunday. Now, they can be better than what they were on Sunday afternoon. And we'll talk about that here in a moment, why they can be better. But these are the free agent wide receivers Carolina Panthers could have potentially brought in, aside from Adam Thielen and DJ Chark, who are a part of the top tier of free agent wide receivers this past offseason. Jacoby Myers, Robert Woods, Richie James, Alan Lazard, Juju Smith-Schuster, Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, Mac Hollins, Paris Campbell, and yes, I understand eventually you saw guys like Odell Beckham Jr., who was not interested in Carolina, was available. And you also saw DeAndre Hopkins, who said he wasn't interested in a rookie. The Panthers weren't interested in him either. They were available. That is not a great list of names. The Panthers did not have a ton of great options, if any, at wide receiver during free agency. So as I've said so many times, they did the best that you could have reasonably expected considering where the wide receiver market was this offseason with free agents. So I can understand once they get Thielen in, 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 in town and DJ Chark and a draft bingo, how you can still want maybe DeAndre Hopkins because clearly there wasn't a number one and still isn't. And for whatever reason, they weren't interested. And I had talked about it at the time. I didn't think it made sense for DeAndre Hopkins. I think it could have made sense for the Panthers, but I feel like the Panthers are looking for a long-term solution there. And I don't think they want to pay DeAndre Hopkins the kind of money they would have had to shell out for him to have been here in Carolina for this season and even maybe two seasons from now. So who who knows whether that actually would have worked out. But right now, I feel like the Panthers did as best they could at wide receiver and the cornerback group. I don't really know reasonably what you could have expected them to do more than what they did by adding Troy Hill and letting Keith Taylor go. Again, it's not like the cornerback market was going to yield itself to a ton of guys that were going to come in and immediately make an impact when you already have two starters there for the Carolina Panthers. So I do think it's an upgrade by bringing in Troy Hill over having Keith Taylor. So I don't know. Don't know what more they could have really done. Uh, We got Jacob now. And Matthew, pretty much asking the same questions. Jacob asking, are there any possible routes to the Panthers to get a wide receiver to upgrade their room? Matthew saying, is there a way you can see us improve our wide receivers this year via trade? 
Now, for me, what could really help the Panthers wide receivers is just being healthy. DJ Chark missed game one with the hamstring. He's missed the last three, four weeks with that same hamstring injury. Demir Bird never played it down here in Carolina so far. Could come back later on the season. He was put on IR with a hamstring injury, and they had an injury settlement. He could join the team later on. Terrace Marshall has had a back injury. He's missed time. He was limited last week. And you could see him missing time on the field impacted him and Bryson, whether they're on the same page, which they weren't on Sunday afternoon. LaVishka Chenault was in concussion protocol. Adam Thielen was dealing with an ankle, was limited last Wednesday, missed practice on Thursday, then was out there for the majority of the game on Sunday afternoon. So what could help the Panthers? It's just being healthy, being out there working with Bryce. How much has Terrace Marshall really worked with Bryce Young since training camp began? Probably not that much. Same thing with Lavishka Chenault and some of the other receivers that were out there on Sunday afternoon. Like Adam Thielen, he's worked with Bryce a ton, but he's worked with him way more than Marshall would have, Mingo would have. So not being able to have that kind of chemistry that you need at the wide receiver position, I think hurt the Panthers on Sunday afternoon. Now you talk about, can they trade potentially to find somebody else or to find somebody else to come help? Um, they have their second round pick next year. They have their third round pick, their fourth round pick. They have San Francisco's fifth from the McCaffrey trade. They have a fifth rounder um, from Tennessee, which I believe is from the Dennis Daly trade. And then they have Arizona's sixth rounder from the Robbie Anderson trade. So that's six draft picks. You don't have a first, which you're not trying to give up anyways. I don't believe the Carolina Panthers are in the market to go trade for a wide receiver. I say this because I do not think the Carolina Panthers honestly believe that they are in contention to be a playoff team this year. The only reason we even talk about the Panthers potentially being a playoff team is because of the division that they play in. They are not a good football team. Yes, they were close last year when they were a bad football team, but they were close because they were they are in the NFC South. And that would be the same case this year unless New Orleans or someone else runs away. And looking at Atlanta, I don't think that's a team that's going to run away with things. Tampa, I don't believe in Tampa, but I still think New Orleans wins the division. The Carolina Panthers are not in a great division, but that's the only reason we're even talking about them being a potential playoff team. It's not because, oh, the quarterback play is going to be elite, that the defense, is, which is good, is going to be great, that the wide receiver play, all that. That's not what we're talking about. We're saying the Panthers are going to be potentially in contention because they play in a bad division. And I don't think this organization, and they've let you know, you talk about them being content at wide receiver, if they felt like this is a team that could go out and win a division and win a Super Bowl potentially, do you think that they would have tried it out, Adam Thielen and DJ Chark and all these other wide receivers to start off the season? No, they would have upgraded that room. They would have found a way that they truly felt like they had a chance. I don't think they trade DJ Moore away. They, they felt like they had a real chance. They wouldn't have done those moves. But they understand they have a rookie quarterback, a new head coach, new offensive and defensive schemes, and it takes time in this league to really get on the same page and to build towards being a contender. If they felt like they were a contender, some of the holes on the roster – They wouldn't be here. They're trying to do this not as a slow build, but a smart build as far as it goes here with Carolina Panthers and not rushing things when clearly this team is not contending for the Lombardi Trophy this year and maybe even next year. So that's how I look at it with the Panthers. I don't think they're going to be trading for a wide receiver. What would help them? Upgrade the position is these guys being healthy and being able to practice. And maybe they get Demir Bird back, but if they do, what is he actually going to do that's going to help this team? Just time is going to help. Health, that will help. But adding someone else in free agency when it was already a weak market, 
I don't really see that happening for the Carolina Panthers during the season. These are the guys they're going to roll with, and hopefully they get better and they can stay healthy. If not, whew, it's going to be a long, long year watching that passing game, which has been brutal the last couple seasons here in Carolina. All right, we'll come back and answer more of your questions here on the show. As the Panthers have a tough stretch going on here the next couple of weeks as they still have three of their next five games on the road. We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting to waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out first on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins got eight targets and put up zero fantasy points in week one against the Browns' tough secondary, but he gets a big shot to rebound big time against a much weaker Ravens secondary secondary at home. The Texans had success throwing outside to the wideouts, and Higgins has a history of massive volume versus Baltimore when healthy. Stick with Higgins in what should be a high-scoring affair as he makes quick amends opposite of Jamar Chase. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, let's get back into it. The weekly Wednesday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. Over to Russell, who asked, are you also tired of the fan base's repeated knee-jerk negative reactions to anything that happens with the team? I know we've been snake-bitten a ton lately, but good Lord, it's exhausting to have the reaction to every game be, the season is over. What are the biggest takeaways, positive and negative, you took away from week one? Do you feel better, worse, or about the same about the team's prospects as you did a week ago? Russell, my fellow Elon Phoenix and Charlotte native, I feel you there, man. And we had talked about this uh, in my Twitter DMs at Julian Council about the way Panther fans react to a lot of things lately. I get it. It's been difficult. The team hasn't gone to the playoffs since 2017. You watch Cam Newton, the only franchise quarterback this organization has ever had, fall down physically, just break down physically. In front of your eyes. You saw him be jettisoned by Matt Rule, then come back, have that great day against Washington, still in a losing effort, but really the week before against Arizona, and then see Cam get benched in favor of Sam Darnold. You have been through the ringer. You have had your hopes placed into Sam Darnold foolishly, Kyle Allen even more foolishly. You've put him into maybe even Taylor Heineke. The ups and downs, it sucked. You have been in the desert. We have all been in the desert the last couple of seasons here in Carolina. And there's been promising seasons like 18 that didn't happen. Losing Cam after an own 2 start, then winning four straight with Kyle Allen, the only end up having the heartbreaker in Green Bay later on that season as the snow fell in Lambeau. Yeah, it's been rough, man. I get it. I understand. I just think that for me, I'm surprised that the fan base isn't tougher. You would think that hard times that you would have maybe more of a calloused heart that you'd be able to withstand a week one loss to the Falcons. I would think that y'all would be tougher by now because this fan base is soft, y'all. Y'all are so soft sometimes. Look what the Browns have been through. 
I just talked about the Jets to start the show. Look at what happened to them. They think it's their time. I think it was like 24 years ago they were coming off an AFC Championship game or something like that. Then Vinny Testaverde literally snapped his Achilles week one. The same thing happened last night, except they weren't coming off of an AFC title appearance, but they had realistic shot at winning the AFC East and contending for the Super Bowl. They haven't been in the playoffs since 2010. When Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez, the Sanchez was their quarterback. It's been a while. And if you look at the Jets, they've like literally never had a quarterback. Never. So it could always be worse. Look at the Vikings and how close they've been to going to the Super Bowl, but not getting back there. What the Bengals had gone through and all of that. This isn't the only hard luck franchise in the NFL. We have not lived the charm life. But the Panthers have had their ups. And they have also had their downs. And yes, it is so frustrating that this organization cannot find a way to win back to have back-to-back winning seasons. It's just confounding, especially when you look at that period under Ron Rivera when they went to the playoffs four to five years. Insane that they were not able to piece together back-to-back winning seasons when they won three straight division titles. I get that. But y'all. You gotta just relax. After one game, the season's not over. And I've said this to people. I think a lot of times what Panther fans do is they have these wild expectations. Then as soon as their expectations aren't met, then they freak the hell out when they should have never had those expectations to begin with. And I asked y'all going into the season, what were your expectations? And for the most part, I was getting, you know, between 7 and 10. Or seven wins to ten wins. And I had some people say, oh, they got to make the playoffs. And really why they were saying that is because the division's no good. Okay, with the division's no good, that means that you're also no good. So I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I would highly doubt it. And you asked me, Russell, does week one change my perspective? No. I still think this football team at best is an eight-win football team. Is that good enough to make the playoffs? We'll see. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I don't have the expectations for them to be a playoff team. And I don't think really anyone should have the expectation for them to be a playoff team. You got to give them some time. It does not happen just in one offseason by adding a rookie quarterback, bringing a new coaching staff to where, okay, yeah, you're a playoff team. It takes some time. And I don't think they're that far off from being a playoff team. I truly don't. When I look at the roster defensively, I think they are ready to go. Now, the loss of J.C. Horn can hurt them in the secondary, but defensively, that looks like a playoff defense. This offense is not a playoff offense. With a rookie who I believe in, but he's going to have ups and downs. We already saw on Sunday. I just don't see it there. When look at the wide receiver core, I definitely do not see it there. I think the offensive line's good enough. I think the running game's good enough. But the Panthers are not a quarterback away. They're not this or that away. They still have much to do to build this team. So I just think people just got to calm down, understand it's one game. They can bounce back, winning against New Orleans on Monday Night Football in prime time. Bryce can look good. The receivers can look better, and all will be well. But you'll still only be one and one. You have 15 more games left to go. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. I just ask people to take a deep breath, to not freak out after every single thing and want to fire the general manager after one week. I've gotten so many fitterer questions. I don't think he's going anywhere right now. I think he's tied to Frank Reich. Just wait and see how it goes. 
And I understand. I am also tired of them not going to the playoffs. I have to literally sit here and talk about this team every single day. You're not more annoyed by them not going to the playoffs than I am. A dude who has to figure out what to say about this football team in June and July when ain't anything going on. So, trust me. I understand. Take a deep breath. Relax. And if it makes you that upset, just go take a walk. Touch grass, man. Just do something else. Like, don't be that upset about it. So, yes, I, I feel you, Russell. I'm annoyed by it as well. I, my thoughts have not changed. I think Bryce Young can be the guy. It's just going to take some time. And they got to get healthy. They're not healthy right now on, on offense. And until they're healthy, if they even get healthy, you're going to have to, like, reserve judgment. All right, over to Steven now, who asked, what do you say to Panther fans looking at the next five games? Credit to you, the same potential problems you predicted before the season actually came true. Game plan for opposing teams coming to play Carolina stopped run and double Brian Burns. No outside help at wide receiver or cornerback. Could it get ugly? Now looking at the next five games, it's home against New Orleans on Monday Night Football, at Seattle, home against Minnesota, at Detroit, at Miami. I think the Panthers can beat the Saints. I, I said that going into the season, I felt like they would be one and one after the first two weeks. And talking to Aaron Freeman of Locked on Falcons last week, while I did not want to make a pick, I told him that the Panthers, I think, are going to go one and one. And the most likely loss, in my opinion, is on the road, week one at Atlanta. First game of rookie quarterback. They don't win those games, y'all. <laughs> History said they, they came in 0 13 and 1 in the last 20 years. Now it's 0 14 and 1. You hadn't seen the offense healthy. It was hard for me to think that the Panthers going to go win in Atlanta, even though I don't think the Falcons are all that good. But still, I thought that was more likely for them to lose. Then they would probably make a significant jump from week one to week two, which teams typically do, and play at home under the lights, sold-out crowd. I felt like the, the Saints game was a game that they would win of the two. So I think they can beat New Orleans on Monday night. At Seattle, always tough. I didn't see them play the Rams. I know they lost. Seahawks, that's a tough game, playoff team from a year ago. Minnesota somehow lost to Tampa. You get that game at home. That's a game you can lose. It's a game you can win. At Detroit, going to be difficult. They just won at Kansas City last week. That offense is spectacular. Defensively, I still have questions there with the Lions. And then at Miami, what they did at the Chargers, that that feels like a, a loss. But it's the NFL. Any given Sunday, what I would tell people is you have a good running game. The offensive line is much better than it looked like in a preseason. Defensively, they should be able to hold up with anybody. Just can the passing game get going more than it did on Sunday afternoon? And if it does, the Panthers will have a chance. But going into the year, when I looked at four of the first six games on the road, new staff, rookie quarterback, I felt like it could be a tough start for the Carolina Panthers. That two and four might be what it what it ends up being. And if it's two and four, that does not mean the season's over. They still have 11 games after that, more home games, and an opportunity with a quarterback who's only going to get better throughout the season and a team that's only, in my opinion, going to get better throughout the season to really start to turn some heads and be in that playoff picture come the end of December and early in January. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I do think the Carolina Panthers can be in the hunt. And look at it. Every year, there's teams that you don't even think are going to be in the playoffs that are always listed on those graphics on ESPN, CBS, and NBC as in the hunt. The Panthers, I think, can be on that graphic and maybe even have a legitimate chance to actually make it. But it's going to be after they probably take some licks early on in the season. So just hold on. Don't be soft. They'll figure it out. It just might not be as quickly as you would like for it to be. 
All right, take another quick pause, and I'll come back and answer some questions as y'all are wondering about the future of J.C. Horn in Carolina. We'll get to that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form and, in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians, get ongoing care from the physicians on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended, don't be caught unprepared, Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics of Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Price Picks is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. Test your skills at Price Picks this football season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Price Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Okay, a few more questions here on the weekly Wednesday mailbag before we get out of here. Going over to Alex now, who asked if you were the Panthers GM and you had to decide today if you're going to exercise JC Horn's fifth year option, would you do it? Simple answer, Alex, I would not. That would be a big fat no for JC Horn and his fifth year option. Why? Well, three straight years, JC Horn has suffered significant injuries. As we saw his rookie year, Thursday night football, week three against the Texans. He got to off to an outstanding start, but then broke his foot there in the second half on that turf field, missed the final 14 games of the season. Then last year, dealing with a rib issue, then a broken wrist on friendly fire. JC Horn, again, out when the Carolina Panthers needed him most. Now the second one, you can't really blame him at all. Don't really know how he hurt his ribs early on in the season, but J.C. Horn banged up with injuries. And then you saw on Sunday he goes down with that hamstring. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com reporting on Tuesday that Horn is expected to miss multiple weeks of a hamstring injury suffered in on Sunday in Atlanta. And I would expect that he's probably going to go on IR if it's that significant of a hamstring issue. We saw last year Jeremy Chin had to go on IR with a hamstring. I would be... Uh, surprised if J.C. Horn now in this situation doesn't go on IR. I expect that he'll be on IR and be out for at least the next four weeks. He's already been ruled out from Monday Night Football against the Saints. So J.C. Horn going to be missing, at least expected to miss the next couple of weeks. Now, if you were to have his fifth-year option exercise for the 2025 season, he would have a basic fifth-year option because he has not been an all-pro, has not I guess, played enough to enter into uh, the certain amount of money that he could get added on, he would get $12 million. Now, compare that to uh, Patrick Sertan, who was drafted one spot behind J.C. Horn, who has been to a Pro Bowl. Sertan would get $16.9 million because of that Pro Bowl if the Denver Broncos were to exercise his fifth-year option after the season, which I would imagine will be the case uh, for the Broncos, unless they decide to then instead sign him to a long-term deal. But that is what we're looking at financially for J.C. Horn. $12 million uh, if they want to pick that up for the 2025 season. I just don't see how you can do it. 
I understand that when he's out there on the field, he's a good player. And I, I think that he can be a good player and will be a good player. Unfortunately, he's just not out there enough. And the best ability is availability. We've heard that cliche all the time, and it's true. Certainly in his situation and case, as the Carolina Panthers are, they're massively impacted when he's not out there. Now, I guess there's a case to be made that, well, why wouldn't you try to keep J.C. Horn and exercise that? Because when they don't have J.C. Horn, they're not very good. I would just say, do you really want to invest in a player who has shown that he is not going to be available when you need him? So I would not exercise it. I hate it. Uh, but right now, I, I can't do it. And even if he comes back and plays well, I still find that to be a difficult conversation that for the Panthers to have. And I don't see how they can do it. He's already been injured. He's going to miss time. I think he's going to miss at least four weeks. So that's really four and a half games he's going to have missed. And if he comes back the rest of the season healthy, that's great. But he's already had another injury. He's already had an injury this offseason. He had one last year. Two last year. Had one a year prior. The Panthers have a better understanding of his medicals than I do, of course. I just don't see how that's someone that they can invest in when it comes to just the financials, and, of course, his health the last couple of years, or lack thereof. Over now to Travis, who asked, do you think we need to go look at some free agent defensive backs to help cover J.C. not being available? Everyone needs to remember it's a completely new team, basically. It's still early, and Bryce is a rookie. Yes. Calm down, everybody. Um, yeah, it looks like Troy Hill is going to fill in for J.C. Horn as a starter. C.J. Henderson will stay in his uh, third cornerback role, which is, I think is the best thing for the Panthers. Uh, and then after that, it's kind of one of those things where you you would like to still have Keith Taylor on the roster because he's been around and he has had he's had experience. And looking at it now, I got to see who are who are the corners on the Panthers aside from those top three. They have Deshaun Jameson, who was the guy they picked up off of the pra- not off of, off of waivers on a practice squad. The guy they got off of waivers from San Francisco. I don't know how much they really would expect out of him to play. So, yeah, it would make sense for the Panthers if they do place J.C. Horn on IR to go out there and use that open roster spot on a veteran corner. So I would think that would be the thing that they will do and absolutely something that they should do. Um, All right. Last question comes from Chad, who says, realistically, what has to happen for there to be a passing game Monday night? Who steps up at receiver? Can Hurst be even 60% the threat? Olsen was downfield. I'm not worried about Hayden Hurst. Uh, Love what I saw from him. On Sunday afternoon, love to see um, him and Bryce connect after we didn't see that in the preseason, so I'm not really concerned about that. Greg Olson's like a borderline Hall of Famer. Hayden Hurst ain't going to be that, um, so let's not have those kind of ex- expectations for him, but if he can be a guy who can you know, do what he did on Sunday consistently, uh, I feel good. I feel really good about what he provides as far as a pass-catching tight end, something that has been extinct the last couple of years here in Carolina. Um, as far as a passing game, just if they can get Chark back healthy. If Thielen's healthy all week, if Terrace is healthy all week, if Lavishka's healthy all week, if all those guys are healthy throughout the rest of the week, and we'll find out on Wednesday uh, what the injury report looks like, if there's a clean bill of health on the injury report for the wide receivers, that will help the passing game. Having them out on practice, working with Bryce, and then, of course, on the field on Monday night, that will help the passing game. So who steps that wide receiver? I would, I think Adam Thielen will have a better game than he had. I, I don't know how healthy he was on Sunday with the ankle. He played all every snap except for like one or two or something like that. Um, I think Thielen will be fine. I'm not worried about him. I had someone else ask me about, are you worried about him only getting two targets? I'm not overly concerned about that. I think Thielen will be just okay, and I think that he'll probably be the one who steps up 
Monday night at home. And they're playing at home. They're going to play better at home than they played on the road against the Falcons. And I had someone else ask, goes, did you think that they were affected by the crowd noise? That place was empty. So I don't know how they could have been. And yes, I know the Falcons have pumped in sound before. No, I don't think that was a concern at all for the Panthers on Sunday. So yeah, I believe the passing game would be better. Um, just by a product of more time on the practice field together. And if you can get some guys healthier than they were on Sunday in that loss in Atlanta. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, make sure to subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where next week, I'll answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions once again, either at me or DM me to get those questions into me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll be back with you tomorrow for yet another crossover Thursday with Ross Jackson, the host of Locked on Saints. Until then, take care. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.